Hello and welcome to the Arsenal way. Back again with our match reaction stream after Arsenal's disappointing 4-1 defeat against Manchester City, which essentially all but leaves the title hopes over um, the Manchester City, the cruise control in this title race. Um, and you, you'd expect them to go on to win the Premier League title now. But I'm delighted to be joined by um, Charlie for this one. We're going to dissect everything in terms of what went wrong, the performance overall, um, etc. It's going to be like a therapy session uh, because I think I think that's the best way we can discuss it. But Charlie, I uh, hope you're well, mate, as best well, you can be. Yeah, I'm just deflated at the moment. I mean, I was still getting over the bloody West Ham score, let alone this coming now. So, yeah, just deflated after this, but... I mean, the light at the end of the tunnel is getting a bit, it's just getting a bit dimmer, isn't it? So it's getting dimmer and dimmer over the last few games. It's just, we just got to move on from this. Just learn from it. Just move on. Yeah, I think I'll start with my um, thoughts on this game. If I'm being completely honest, I think prior to this game, um, I never expected us to go to the Etihad. You know, Charlie, we, we had this conversation. I never expected us to go to the Etihad and win uh, against Manchester City, but I had hope um, that we could go there and get a special result. But for me, what was most disappointing was the performance. When I watched that game, um, the, the 90 minutes, it seemed that Manchester City, they weren't really out of second gear, if we're being completely honest. They were in cruise control, throughout the 90 minutes. I think 4-1, the scoreline basically flatters us because yeah. it could have been 6, it could have been 7, it could have been 8. The amount of chances that they had, um, Aaron Ramsdale kept us in the game. And uh, yeah, the scoreline did flatter Arsenal, if we're being completely honest. But I think today, tonight proved how far we are in terms of away from Manchester City. And I know the season's been good. Um We've had great moments. Um, we've had great results um, against the likes of Tottenham, against the likes of Chelsea, etc. But Manchester City, I looked at this Manchester City team tonight up against this Arsenal team, man for man, player for player. And I thought, well, this is a great, great team. I think Manchester City, um, man for man, were much better, better than us, better than us, sorry. Tactically, I thought Pep Guardiola outsmarted Mikel Arteta. And he has done for, for quite a bit in their in their past meetings. For um, performance-wise, when you look at Kevin De Bruyne, the impact that he's made um, on the pitch, again, world-class player. He can change a game in the click of his fingers, and he's done that in terms of uh, what he's created for Manchester City. You look at the midfield battle for, again, Thomas Partey. He's not been good for the last month, if no. I'm being brutally honest. I thought... Liverpool, he was poor. West Ham, he was poor. Southampton, he was poor. So midfield, I thought we got overrun. Granit Xhaka, it wasn't the best of performances for Martin Odegaard, wasn't himself. No. I thought everyone was poor, if we're being completely honest. Um, but it, it shows it shows the level. It shows the level of how good Manchester City are and how how much I still think we need in terms of the summer, in terms of recruitment in terms of getting a similar squad that is that is at the same level Manchester City. But we'll discuss it in detail um, later on in the show. But 
your thoughts and feelings on the game because you briefly spoke to me and for for you most disappointing thing was the performance wasn't it yeah exactly and i mean i'm just going to build on what you said with pep like i don't want to toot his horn but it just i think this game today shows how much of a good manager he actually is because you you can tell that he's been analyzing arsenal week in week out probably daily for the whole season so far because he knew that we were going to be their kind of competitors and you could see with the way that they set up today i'm going to partially go on from this defeat being down to the way that city set up i'm i'm saying partially because the performance obviously from the arsenal side wasn't good enough but the the way that they set up didn't allow us to even use our midfield properly at all. Partey, yeah, he wasn't. Up. None of our midfield was up to it today. No, none of our players were were actually. No, no one stood out today. Did, did they seem scared to you? Yes, yes. Holding, there was a we'll point. Say, we'll, we'll, speak, we'll speak about holding yeah. in a bit. We'll speak about holding in yeah. a bit. But yeah, go, go on. Yeah. What are you going to say? But yeah, the fact that. The way they set up, they had four behind ha- Haaland. Hmm. And it meant that we just had no kind of hmm. like ability to move into that midfield. And you saw the, the majority of when we had the ball, we're passing it across the back four. And then De Bruyne comes into the attack for them and then closes us down even further. We pass it back to the keeper. We go for a long ball. Holding does a long ball. Hmm. Just there was that long ball that never ended up coming off or we just lose the ball. And then City... As you say, we're in cruise control the whole time. And it's just so disappointing that we weren't able to kind of like get going. And I think part another part of it is down to our urgency today. The urgency in our team was just not good yeah. enough at all. It, everything was slow. It was lethargic. It was like, I'm, I'm watching this game. I'm like, come on, quick, yeah. quick. Because there were, char- there were times where we would have it on the right-hand side with Ben White, who'd pass it. And then it would just be like Ben White passes to Holding, Ben uh, Holding passes to Gabriel, Gabriel passes Zinchenko, blah, blah, blah. Make it and ping it across. Ping it's it across, move either. it out, and then you can build forward from that. There was just none of that. It was just so lethargic. And it didn't seem like we wanted it so much. It really did not. And you could see that City... With the way that they've been playing, their momentum, they could just you could just see that they they wanted it so much more than us. That's what it seemed like in in my in in my opinion anyway. Yeah. But going on from the performance as a whole from our from the Arsenal side, not a title winning side today. I think it's one of the worst performances I've actually seen from Arsenal. As I say, part of it is down to the way that City set up, but the fact that passes weren't coming off even even if we got past that midfield four well I say the midfield four the midfield six of City even when we got past that slightly we would then just misplace a pass a simple pass we would misplace it defensive wise there was a pot I think Rodri there he had three players around him and he was able to get through I don't really know how that's even possible like I'd still be annoyed if it was like Grealish or De Bruyne who got passed. But the fact that it's Rodri who, whose attributes isn't so high quality in his dri- in in his dribbling side of the game, that he's able to get through three players literally surrounding him like that. It just what it just. 
Mm. I think that kind of passage of play there kind of summed up the whole of Arsenal's game. We, ju I think, we weren't aggressive enough either. There, there was just none of that. You it's couldn't tempted. see the mm. Arsenal, the Arsenal team that we've been watching the rest of the season, even against Southampton in the dying embers of the game. We, you could see that we had fight in us. You really could, and we probably should have won that game against Southampton with how we played in the final 10 minutes. You could Because of our fight, there was no fight whatsoever. And I guess City are just that much of a better team than us. Yeah. And unfortunately, once again, we are relying on other teams to do something for us to make City drop points. And... As a team that's challenging for the title, we can't be relying on other teams to do that. We've got to make our own fortune. We've got to make our own destiny. Um, and today wasn't the day to... Well, today, you, our destiny was determined by our performance and our performance wasn't up to it. Yeah. Unfortunately, and that's just how it is today. Yeah, no, I agree. I think when I watched that game... It seemed that Manchester City, I know it's 11 versus 11 in a football match. It just seemed Manchester City had so many players. Like they had about 15, 16 players. They were stifling Arsenal. They were aggressive. They were first to the ball. Uh, they were winning the duels. And I think that's the key thing. If When you win your duels, more often than not, you win the game. Mm -hmm. And even Manchester City, they, they now they have different ways of playing. Normally, you associate Manchester City with... Beautiful football, ticker tacker, um, one touch football, get out to the wide players, etc. Get out to Kevin De Bruyne. But the first goal, Manchester City, like they played the ball, they hoof it up to Haaland, and Haaland just physically strong. He just gets the better of holding, lovely pass into Kevin De Bruyne, and Kevin De Bruyne is in. But I think what I saw from this Arsenal team, it was tepid, and it's for me, the title was done. If I'm being completely honest, the, the title was done when we dropped points against West Ham, when we dropped points yeah. against uh, Southampton. Liverpool, I won't include in it because those games can happen. And I, I, still put, I still put respect on Liverpool because they're a very good team and it's always difficult to go to Anfield. But when you're 2-0 up against West Ham, away from home, and you concede and you're lucky to come away with that, with a point, and then get Southampton, that 20th place Southampton, they're on the verge of getting relegated. You can see three goals. It's not good enough. And it shows that the title race, the title challenge has got to Arsenal, has got to the players. And it can happen. I'm not saying, sitting here and saying those things can't happen because it can. But I think for me today, what was most disappointing was I look at Rob Holding. Everyone knows how I feel about Rob Holding, okay? And... I know it's a difficult situation that like we have injuries, we have Saliba out, we have Tommy Yasu out, like who can be put instead of Rob Holding. But I think when you know his limitations, when you know how bad we've been performing in the past few weeks since he's coming to the team, and I don't want to keep hearing from people who told me he doesn't make that many mistakes, watch the game. Watch the game because I, I get annoyed and I don't want to get annoyed, but I get annoyed when people say to me, Rob Holding doesn't make mistakes. We're too harsh on him. There's nothing about that. Watch the game and look at how he affects the whole team, the structure. You touched on it a few moments ago. 
when Rob Holding gets the ball, his first thought is to hoof the ball up. He never has that mindset of William Saliba. He has not got the ability, number one, but he doesn't have the mindset of playing the ball into part A and we're going from there. But even then, his duels, he wasn't winning against Erling Haaland. He was all over the place. I think in the first half, we were lucky enough to not be 6-7-0 down. Yeah, and, and that's me being serious. Like Aaron Ramsdale, he was fantastic for, mo- for most part of that game. Maybe he could have done a bit better with the Kevin De Bruyne goal, but I'll forgive him for that because he probably saved us in the first half. It could have been a cricket school. But when I keep hearing about Rob Holding, he's not good enough. He wasn't good enough last season for a top four race against Tottenham. How is he going to be good enough when we're competing against Manchester City? Manchester City had Emmerich Laporte on the bench and we have Rob Holding starting. What I wanted to see from Mikel Arteta was solutions. Yeah. Like, if you keep persisting with the same solution and the same issue that's been going on for four weeks, however long it has been going on for against Southampton, against uh, Liverpool, against West Ham, surely you must think to yourself, okay, this is not working. I need to do something. I need to change it up. Maybe need to go free at the back. Jakob Kivior, he's he's bought in, yeah, for God knows how many uh, how, how, how many um, financial fee, however much has been spent on him from Spezia. I know he's a left-sided centre-back, but make solutions, do something which at least we can say to ourselves, okay, at least Arteta is trying to work on something. He's trying to do something different. But I've not seen it. And I don't know whether that's stubbornness or whether he's learning or whether he can't find a solution. But I, I don't... Uh, the problem, uh, the frustrating thing for me with Arteta has been in the solutions. Like, he's a bit stubborn when it comes to changing games, when we're behind, stuff like that. And he will get better. He will get better. I'm not yeah. saying that. He's inexperienced. He's still a young manager and he will get better. But sometimes when I look at the stuff that he does, it reminds me of Arsene Wenger, if I'm being completely honest. I'll give you an example. If a manager like Pep Guardiola can find solutions, this guy, he keeps going up for Premier League titles year on year. Jao Cancelo, what a player he was for Manchester City when they were winning trophies on trophies. He got rid of him. He looked to find solutions. He was playing Rico Lewis for, for, for a number of weeks. This is Pep Guardiola. Why can't we find solutions? Why can't we go change the formation? What I wanted to see, if I'm honest, we were 1-0 down against Manchester City, 30 minutes in, yeah? They were... It was an onslaught on our goal. Yeah. Do something in the 30th minute. I don't care about knocking someone's confidence. Do something which is different. Put party at right back. Move Ben White to centre-back. Take holding off and bring Jorginho on. Yeah, Jorginho, the fact that he's not been getting games in recent weeks irks me because we've lacked control in midfield. And that's why I say the midfield has to be the priority this summer. It has yeah. to be the priority. If Arsenal go into the Champions League with the midfield of Thomas Partey, <clears throat> I worry about Thomas Partey as well, if I'm honest. I think when I look at him, his legs seem, seem short. F- physically, he seems to be on the decline. Granit mm-hmm. Xhaka's not getting any younger. Mohamed Elneny, old. Sambi Lakonga, the future is uncertain for him. Uh, Jorginho, old. We, yeah. need, we need two midfielders at the calibre of Declan Rice, Moises Caicedo, um, top, top level midfielders because I thought, I thought we got overran in midfield today. But what's your, what's your take on holding? Like, 
it's it's frustrating. It frustrates me because Arteta he should be looking to find solutions, but he hasn't. And in the back of my mind, I knew that he wasn't gonna wasn't gonna change anything today. Rob Holding was gonna start, but we saw in the first twenty minutes he, he wasn't he wasn't fit for that game. No, I'm gonna start with saying that when when we lost one 0 to City at the Etihad in the FA Cup. That holding had to play that game. And I didn't think he was amazing, but I thought that he he did an okay job against Haaland. He did okay. And there was a bit of tussling, and I think he he could have been part of the reason why it was only 1-0, right? And we actually did play quite well. Today it just seemed like a completely different holding. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna go off from what you said earlier with asking me. Were the player did the players seem scared? Holding, I think, partially was very, very scared. And I'm gonna give you an example right now. There was a point where, um, I think City had to uh lob it forward, Harlan was trying to run onto it, it was clearly going to go out for a throw in. I think Holding knows that Harland is right behind him, the ball is literally about to go out. He doesn't want to shield it because he's scared of Haaland. He is scared that he's going to get round him. He's going to be physical with him. So Holding just kicks it out for a throw-in. And that pushes City all the way up. But it's like, shield him off for two seconds and then we have a throw-in. Instead of them having the throw-in, them having the ball in our half, we can keep possession. And... Holding does it time and time again, and you just said it. The lob, the just lobbing it forward, trying to go for the long ball. It it never ever works. We don't have and a focal point like that, though. We don't no. have a focal point like mm-hmm. hoofing up. Manchester City can do that because they have Erling Haaland. Yeah, he's he's someone who's physically strong. Gabriel Jesus, I know he works his socks off and he does as much as he can. But he's a diminutive kind of striker. He wants yeah. the ball at his feet. Yeah. So he can hur- uh, hurry the defenders, go one way, twist and turn. But when you start moving the ball, Manchester City, they're like, okay, the onus is on us. The ball's back on us. We go again. But Yeah. Stones, Diaz, uh, Kanji, Walker, every single one of them, and Rodri is better in the air than Gabriel Jesus, Saka, Trossard, Martinelli every single one of them. And that's just how it is. And then I'm also going to highlight another point of holding. Whenever a ball gets played into, say, De, Bru- De Bruyne today, Haaland today, holding seems to be like a magnet to the ball and pushes right out to the ball, leaving a huge gap in behind. And it happened a lot of times, a lot of times today. And the uh, Rob Holden is not a problem. I I think is he, the is thing, like, the, he is part of the problem. This is the thing that, like, all right, I respect people's opinions, <laughs> etc. But if you watch that game, I don't know if he's been sarcastic. So I, 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 I think I there's a bit of sarcasm with Chris there. But okay, if he's being sarca- sar- sarcastic, Chris, forgive me, but... If you're not being sarcastic, please watch the game again. And then you see the first 30 minutes and Rob Holding was all over the place. He makes the other defenders around him look worse. Mm. Gabriel, 
like when he was playing alongside William Saliba, Gabriel was solid, mm. solid. William Saliba and Gabriel, when they play together, they push up so high up the pitch, so high because yeah. they know if there's a counter attack or if the opponent gets the ball and they come towards us, they have the physicality, physicality, they have the pace to retrieve and go back. Rob Holding, and it's a good point. Like High Towers made. This is not a Rob Holding problem. This is a squad problem. And I agree with that. He was not good enough for top four. Why is he going to be good enough for a title? And I 100% agree. And I think it stems from Mikel Arteta putting faith in players like that. Um, Edu, etc. Rob Holding, this summer needs to go. For me, that needs to be the first thing that we do. Yeah. I don't care about characters. I don't care about personalities. I don't care about well likable people in the squad. I don't, I'm not here like to watch people who smile or people who are well liked in the dressing room. That's not going to win us Champions Leagues. That's not going to win us Premier League titles because it's not. Quality wins you these trophies. You have to be ruthless. You have to be ruthless if you want to be a winner. You look at Pep Guardiola and I keep speaking about him. Got rid of Jan Cancelo. Yeah, got rid of him. And everyone thought, wow, that could be a mistake that bites um, uh, Man City on the backside if it doesn't work. What's happened? Manchester City on course for historic trouble. Eric Tenag, he's made uh, decisions similar. Arteta has done the same when he's when he's replaced the likes of Aubameyang, Ozil. But Rob Holding is not good enough for Arsenal. He never was before, and he's not going to be good enough for Arsenal now. But yeah, uh, as you were saying, uh, Charlie... Sorry the 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 thing is with that, and you were saying about solutions. I completely get where you're coming from. Where we probably do need to switch it up every so often because in a performance like that, I mean, Holden wasn't up to it. Um, but I'm but I don't think Kivior is that solution. I don't think he should be one of them. I am not a fan of Kivior at all. But that's the thing. That's the thing which is confusing for me. Yeah. Like, they spend that much money on the left side, the centre-back. And I understand in January they've done that. But maybe you should be looking to spend money on a player which is comfortable with both feet. Yeah. I know injuries, we can't account for it. Injuries can happen. Any, any any time of the week, it's, it's unfortunate that we've mm. got an injury to William Saliba and then Tommy Yass has picked up an injury. But yeah, Kirior, obviously, I've not seen much of him. I no, can only no, judge. Yeah. I can only judge him like next season because he's not really played apart from cameos, and <laughs> even those though cameos have been a bit reckless. I still haven't seen him play. Yeah, fair Hopefully, enough. Fingers fingers crossed will come good, but. Yeah, I just think I think this when I look at this squad, there's still a lot that needs to be all right, not a lot, not a lot. I think the midfield needs a revamp. I've said that. Well, we were saying we were saying previously, we said it in quite a few agendas that we need to be ruthless in all of the transfer windows. We have to every single one of them because City have been able to do it. They've been ruthless. They've even when they've got a team like they do today. There is a very good starting lineup, and then they've just got such a good quality bench. And then we have the likes of Fabio Vieira, Kivior, all of that lot we have on the bench, and it needs to improve. We need to improve 
the the backups for our centre backs for Saliba when he's injured because you can see the importance of Saliba when he is not there because there is that difference between Saliba and Holding. The fact that Holding is our backup isn't amazing, and even a backup to Holding or a backup to Gabriel Kivior. I know that we are we've just been saying that he's that we haven't really seen too much of him, but when we have seen him, he's been quite reckless, as you said. And Vieira, a backup to Shaka. Vieira is not good enough for the Premier League. Maybe he can grow into it a little bit in the next couple of seasons. He is young, so I could I I guess I can give him that time, but how much time is one of the questions. And that is why we need to be ruthless. You were saying that Parte, Jorginho and El Neni, they're getting on a little bit in that midfield. And to the same that Declan the Rice. They're the mm. same midfield. Like when you look at that midfield, Shaka, Jorginho, Party, um, El Neni, Lokonga. When I look at that midfield, Jorginho, they're similar profiles. Mm. They are similar profiles. And when you when you press them, more often than not, they'll get overran. I look at Manchester City's midfield, yeah? Rodri. For me, when people are comparing Party and Rodri, I always was on the Rodri side of things because Rodri's done it for, for so many years. People need to put respect on his name because he's a top, top midfielder. Yeah. But then when you look at the other midfielders that they have, Ilkay Gundogan is fantastic. He's a world-class. He's a world-class player. But he's a different profile to what they have. Kevin De Bruyne is different to what they have. They don't have similar profiles in that midfield. Bernardo Silva different we just have similar profiles if that makes sense yeah and i think it's something that we need to look at uh, david ornstein um he mentioned something prior to this game he says that arsenal are looking for a number six um they're looking at declan rice looking at moises caicedo and they're also looking at mohammed kudus of ajax which i i like that link to be fair and mason mount so the profiles that they're looking at fingers crossed um they'll revamp that midfield, but yeah. they need to get to a stage where they have a squad similar to Manchester City. Yeah, Manchester. with that with that interest of Declan Rice, Casado, obviously it it didn't happen in January with Casado because they were probably asking for quite a lot of money. What was it, 80 million or something like that? And we obviously didn't value him at that price, but... If we're interested in Declan Rice, Moises Caicedo, we need to make these things happen. We can't just be interested quickly, in it. Quickly. We need to make it happen. We need to get in there. Because, I mean, I know that Chelsea aren't doing well. Declan Rice might not be kind of attracted to that, the fact that they aren't doing as the well. Chairman, but there the is that... <laughs> there is that... There's still that possibility that Declan Rice could be attracted to Chelsea because he... He, he's got that likability to that club. But we need to lure him to Arsenal because, I mean, in the West Ham game, he, he was the reason why, well, him and Partey, the fact that Partey wasn't too good and gave the ball away in a silly area and because of Declan Rice's pressing, he then turned that game on its head. And this is what kind of, this is what we need in a team because we were 2-0 down at half-time if we have Declan Rice in that side and he's able to do what what mm. he did in that West Ham game when we drew two all, completely different ball game. And 
I'm going to reiterate what you said with you can see the age in in the midfield. I think, to be fair, I think Jorginho actually didn't do too bad when he came on. But to be fair, I wanted to see Jorginho playing recent games. I did, yeah, yeah. He offers that control. He offers mm. that control in midfield, and we've not had control in midfield. No. Never had it against Liverpool. Never, had it, never had it against West Ham. Never had it against Southampton. To be fair, we're shocking no, against Southampton yeah. in terms of the midfield, and never had it tonight. So, no. if you're buying a player in in the January window, I know he's a stopgap signing. He's a rotation option. For for example, Pai gets injured, but he's not a bad player. He's played in the Champions League final against Pep Guardiola. When Chelsea mm. won it, he's got experience at the highest level. And I would have liked to have seen him start. I would have liked to have seen Arteta do something different, if yeah. I'm completely honest. But, yeah, I just Manchester City are just a class step above <sighs> right now. And you have to you have to give credit where credit's due. But I've seen a lot of bad takes, if, if I'm honest, in the comments. I, I don't want to hear, like, sack Arteta, stuff like that. It's just ridiculous. No. It's like it's, stu- it's stupidity. It's stupidity. Like I could be saying so many words, which were which would be bad. But Arsenal fans talking about our second Arteta is just oh, it's pathetic. To be honest, I agree. I want to give a sense of realism as well. I think tonight, yeah, it's it's not the result that we hope for. No, we're up against a juggernaut of a team. In terms of Manchester Manchester City, we know what they're capable of doing. They go on runs, which crazy, crazy runs, and they go on to win the Premier League title. They've done it against Liverpool. Liverpool were going and hitting 90 points year on year, but they're still not winning the league yeah. because Manchester City was so good. Yeah. We will be there. We will get to a stage where we are there. I look at this team and they have been fantastic for the majority of this season. Yeah, recent weeks I think it's got a bit too much for them, and it can happen. Inexperience, um, these things can happen. The pressure can get too much, okay? And those things can happen. I'm, I'm never going to say um, why. Why is that happening? Because we're not in the circumstances, etc. We don't. We don't know how the players are feeling. They're young. They're very, very young. They've never been in this moment before. They never probably expected to be fighting for the Premier League title against Manchester City. Yeah. So we need a bit of sense of realism. We need a bit of, um, I don't know what the right word is, but if you can help me with the word, by all means, uh, Charlie. But we, Yeah, we've got to be realistic. Exactly. You can't... Last, last season, when we played at the Etihads, we were 20th place against Manchester City. Yeah? 20th place when they hit five goals against us. This season, we played against Manchester City a few days until May starts. And we, we were first. We still are first, obviously, uh, right now as it stands. But we've come a long way. I never expected I when the Premier League season started that we would be fighting for the Premier League title. I thought Champions League qualification, yet we'll get back into Europe, Europe's elite, and this will be a positive season for me and for most of these Arsenal fan base. These players have given us one of the best seasons that we have in, we've had in years. The memories that they've given us, the performances that they've given us, um, they make mistakes. Who doesn't? Yeah? We look at what's happening at Chelsea. We look at what's happening at Tottenham, etc. We should be lucky. We should be embracing this squad. So I don't want to hear talk about sackings. I don't want to hear talk about abuse. 
criticism, yep. Disappointment, yep. But it's not a failure. This is not yeah. a failure. Today, it was a bit too much for the team, for the players. But we'll be back. We'll be back. I think we've got five games left. I, 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 I forget about the title. Okay, for me, the title is done. I don't, I don't want uh, you can be the most optimistic of um, fans, but Manchester City are not dropping points. I think I, I'll be, if I'm honest, I think they're going to win the treble. They're going to win the treble. And it's possible, and, yeah. and they'll deserve it. But what we need to do in the next, I think, five games we've got left of this season, mm. we we need to forget about what's happened in the past few weeks. The blip that we've um, had, and get wins back on board. Get wins back on board, so we, so we prepare for next season. We go again. Don't don't think that this has been a failure. It hasn't been a failure. This is not a failure of a season. It's a disappointment. No, of course, we had, yeah. we had a great lead, but to finish second when no one expected you to to get back into the Champions League, which we have, I can say we're back in the Champions League after tonight. Brighton lost uh, 3-1 against Nottingham Forest. So that's mathematically confirmed. So I know it's not going to be um, the most positive of news in, in a like, gloomy um, evening. But we're back in the Champions League. But in your thoughts, uh, final thoughts, Charlie... It's not. It's not. It's not been a failure of a season, in it. No, it needs to be. A not. Failure. No. Not at all. There, it hasn't been a failure whatsoever. I think we need to be. We can't be too hard on this team, right? We have been top of the league from what was it? Like week two, uh, like week four, something like that. We've been top of the league. I think apart from one week, one game week, this whole season we've been top of the league, and. That has been phenomenal for every single player in around the club. We have a blip. You you mentioned it earlier. You see it with Liverpool. They, I think they were. I think they, it was ten points. They were ten points clear at one point of City, and City brought it back. The next season, Liverpool went on to win the league Champions because they've Liverpool, they, yeah. because they've then yeah. got that experience in. That kind of situation, they've got that winning experience, they've got that fighting experience that Arsenal don't quite have yet. And you can see that, but that will come. That will come with these players. We've said they're young players, but they are very good players and they are willing to learn and they can learn and they will learn over the next couple of seasons. Even if we don't win the season, the league next season, right, we will still be challenging. I don't think that this is going to be a one-off. Because of how well we've been playing this whole season, we can't define it from the draw against Liverpool, the draw against West Ham, the draw against Southampton and then the loss here. We can't define our whole season over these last four games you can't. at all because we have actually been outplaying teams left, right and centre, week in, week out, even when we lost 3-1 to City at home, right? Grealish mm-hmm. even said after the game that we were the better team. We just gave them two goals. We were si- we were silly in our mistakes, and this will be I mean, improved today, as we go. Even today, yes. we made mistakes and we got punished. And I think that exactly. comes that comes with experience. It will come because football it's a sport where it comes in, it's fine margins, and you can get punished instantly. Party made that mistake against Declan Rice. He tries to be cheeky, and the game just flips on its head. Liverpool, we made a mistake uh, and they've scored. We made a mistake against Southampton with Ramsdale. Uh, Alcaraz scored. 
who made a few mistakes against Manchester City tonight and they've punished us. Football is fine margins. If you don't make these mistakes, you probably get the points on board. But yeah. that comes with experience. Manchester City, they're street smart. They've been there. They've done that. It took them how long to win their first trophy? Um, in 2011? God knows how long it was, 50 years or so. And when they won that first trophy, then it got easier. I think yeah. with this Arsenal team, this group of players, the manager, once they get that first big trophy, then it, it, it just basically releases the tension, it releases the pressure. And you think, okay, we've got that burden out of the way. Then the next trophies, the next, it'll be easy to fight for. And it'll come. It'll come. I don't want people to start losing hope and start thinking this is a failure because what's the point? What's the point of watching football? What's the point of progression? What's the point of everything? If no one expected us at the start of the season to even compete with Manchester City. I stand here, I sit here and I say disappointment. Yes, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed yeah. probably. Of course I'm disappointed. I'm an Arsenal fan, first and foremost. Yeah, I don't you think I'm going to win. Exactly. I want us to win. I want us to win the Premier League title. I've, I've said continually on the channel that I thought we would win it. But, and it's a big but, it got too much for us. And those things can happen. Those things can happen. Last season... We never got Champions League. We bounced back and we're competing for the Premier League title this season. Yep. This season, it seems that we won't win the Premier League title, but we'll go again next season. We'll be back in the Champions League and we'll go again. We will. Bakaya Saka, 21 years of age. Gabriel Martinelli, 21 years of age. Martin Odegaard, captain of Arsenal, so young. William Saliba, Gabriel, Alexander Zinchenko, Ramsdale. This experience, they'll improve on it. They'll learn yeah. upon it. We just basically need a few players here and there to basically solidify the team, improve upon it. And it will come. It will come in the summer transfer window. But yeah, just to finish off, um, Charlie, final thoughts? We can keep going next season. We can keep going. Just but I mean, this season isn't over. So there is still that slim, that slim chance that we can actually possibly clinch something but if we don't if we don't win the seat win the league here it's a learning experience for everyone everyone in the club everyone around the club even, even other us. clubs even yeah us. even us even other clubs like brighton uh, aston villa right now they're fifth okay, they're fifth right now they're where we were last season it's a learning experience for them even but what I'm trying to say is, if we don't get it this season, we can keep going. We got that. We can get that experience. We can go next season. We go again, and teams will still be scared of us next season. I they don't will. think that. I don't yes. think that. I think now that there is that disappointment and there is that chance that we aren't going to get the Premier League anymore. It's going to be real. We'll become, we'll be coming even harder next season to yeah. get that. We'll improve our squad. Arteta knows that he'll need to improve our squad. Everyone around the club and in it will not, knows that we need to improve our squad, be ruthless, and teams will need to be, well, they will be scared of us next season. And I don't doubt that. Yeah. You've hit the nail on his head. You've hit the, people are intimidated by Arsenal. When they when they when teams play Arsenal, when managers come up against Arsenal, they look at this Arsenal team and they say they say they're a tough, tough team. 
to basically because of the structure, because of the dynamics. And transfers will happen. Yeah, we'll sign players, we'll improve. Uh, I, I find it funny when pundits say, Arsenal won't get an opportunity like this again, etc. They won't win the Premier League title for 10 years, etc. Oh, because other teams like Chelsea, they're fighting for relegation. <laughs> they're fighting for relegation. They're, I don't know what, what what's going on at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Chelsea won't go from a relegation battle to competing for the title. I'll tell you that for a fact. Tottenham, less said about them, the better. Manchester United, <laughs> potentially they'll be there and thereabouts, but I still think they need work in their squad. I think the closest team to push Manchester City again next season is us. Mm-hmm. When you yep. when you think about it, it's us. Liverpool, I still think, need a lot of work with um, the midfield. They probably won't be in the Champions League. But when you look at overall, who's the best team right now, you'd say, as the season concludes with what? one month left to compete with Manchester City next season. It's Arsenal. Awesome. It's Arsenal, realistically. So, yeah, I think to wrap up, I think it's a disappointing night. Uh, it's a night what we probably expected, if we're being completely honest. I think it was, it's always good to keep hope, keep the faith, etc. Um, yeah, they do need to work. Uh, I've just said it, Christian, in the, in the channel. Arsenal need to spend money. We're not. We're not. We're not saying that they need to spend. They don't need to spend money. They need to. They need to strengthen their squad. They need to yeah. revamp the midfield. They need to buy better players. Arsenal have to continue to improve. Every single team needs to continue to improve, because where the standards that Manchester City have, they're going to keep improving. They're going to keep getting better. But yeah, I think it's going to be raw this feeling. I think it's going to. It's gonna be deflating for until when whenever the season ends, until when it's officially confirmed that Manchester City won it, etc. But yeah, I think once once you assess it, once you go off on what holidays, preseason, etc., where when once the season wraps up, I should say, you'll assess it and you'll probably say to yourself, it's not been a bad season. It's been a very very good season. Very. It, it hurts right now. Because it's a raw feeling. We're speaking straight after a game. It's going to hurt next week. It's going to hurt the week after. But give it a month and we'll be all right. But Charlie, much appreciated for you jumping on, mate. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you to everyone watching after, as Umar just said, a a disappointing evening. But we go again. Yeah, we do go again. But yeah, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for your um, comments, um, good or bad. We don't mind it. It's all good. It's all love uh, on this channel. But yeah, um, make sure to subscribe on the channel, uh, like, and yeah, keep following us down the Arsenal way.